Listener Production. Please leave your message after the tone. Why am I jealous of my ex? I am so stressed all the time. How do I get into a routine? Is TikTok making me anxious? I think I'm being manipulated. Someone told me you could live with half a brain. This is Do You Fucking Mind? Mindset Hacks for a Badass Life. Hosted by me, Alexis Fernandez. All right. Welcome, my beautiful beans. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so pumped to finally be having some epic fucking guests on. It's been a long time. I've been talking about getting guests on for a fucking long time. And today I'm joined by besties and co-founders of The Kick podcast and app and the whole brand, Steph, Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw. Welcome. Thanks Hi. For We're us. so excited to chat to you. Oh, honestly, I'm very, yeah, I'm really, I'm really pumped. It's just, yeah, there's so much I want to talk about. And I'm also <laughs> going to be asking you questions of my card game. Amazing. Um, so <laughs> there's like a partner version of my card game where I'm going to get you guys to answer questions about each other. It'll be very cute. Um, <laughs> but I guess... Just for my listeners, my audience, I'm sure a lot of them already know you, know who you guys are, but could you just start with the story of how the two of you met? Yeah, sure. Do you want to? Steph, you you tell this story the best. Do I? Yeah, you do. (laughs) You know, it's one of those ones you love to revisit it and then you try and like change it up and then you realise, well, there's only one story. So um, (laughs) apologies to everyone who's heard it. You only say you try to change it up to make it more interesting, not because you don't (laughs) like the story. But then I realise I've heard it a million times, (laughs) but not necessarily everyone understands. Um, Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) (laughs) We met in 2013 at Melbourne Fashion Week. We were both booked on a lot of the same shows, so we spent a lot of downtime together behind the scenes of those shows. And we... So you guys were modelling at... That is so cool. It's your 10-year anniversary, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. We did. We realised this when we were in the UK recently. Oh, I was like, hang on a minute. My phone's reminding me that it's 10 years of friendship. Yeah, That's cute. That is cute. So we met and it was one of those friendships that happened really quickly, to be honest. Like we met and we just felt like we bonded on a lot of things and um, felt like we knew each other for ages. So it was a really beautiful start. And then both of us then spent some time overseas, working overseas, um, so kind of kept in touch online. And when we got home from those trips, which was also around the time when both of us were kind of at our lowest point when it came to our relationship with our bodies and Mm. um, exercise and food, um, that was something that we really, really bonded on and had in common. So we kind of connected on that when we came back and that was really how the idea of Kick started. Um, so kick started in the first two years of our friendship. Wow. And and do you think it mainly started because of the fact that you guys were in that low point because of how you felt about your bodies and stuff? Oh, absolutely. It was that. And it was knowing that we'd both been through it, um, even though we'd both grown up in, we both had a pretty healthy relationship with food and exercise growing up. We're fortunate for that. Um, we understood not everyone would have been as fortunate, mm. but also we had built a community up by that point. We had probably collectively about 500,000 followers and through connecting with them and opening up to them, we realized that, you know, there was a lot of people mm. going through their own unique, you know, issues, but really similarity. It was, it was around like wanting to look a certain way and treating yeah. food and exercise in a certain way just for an aesthetic goal. And so we just felt like we had to do something. Yeah. I love that because So much of what I talk about obviously is like people's relationship with themselves. Like that's ultimately everything that I talk about is to help people improve their relationship with themselves. And I feel like so many of us are like 90s kids. And I always look back at like the shows that we would watch in the 90s and the early 2000s and how fucked they were, especially like Next Top Model and things like that. And I'm like, how was this entertainment? And Mm. no wonder so many of us have this really warped relationship with ourselves and our bodies and it's all about image 
because of all this stuff and you could have been raised in the healthiest household, but you're constantly exposed to everything else and that's going to influence you, you know? It's so crazy what used to be shown on TV. Mm. And I remember yeah. especially, like, obviously we grew up in the Victoria's Secret era mm. and I wasn't yeah. as, like, super, super, super obsessed with it. But I, I remember there was, they did, they used to do the uh, angels do these articles on, like, how they prepare for a show and yeah. they generally said, we don't eat. And then 24 yeah. hours before, they don't drink. Yeah. Like, that is so unhealthy. <laughs> so they're fully, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that is just like, it is, it's so fucked that that is what used to go in magazines that we as young women would read and yeah. be like, oh, and it, yeah. I want to look like them. So maybe mm. I won't drink water. For, like, what, what, we need water to survive. Yeah. It I wasn't know. even just that. It was also like the media at the time, fat shaming on yes. women was horrible. Oh my like, God. horrible. And it's just when I look back at some of the um, headlines and imagery that was posted in some of those kind of tabloid magazines. It's really sad. It's so sad. And I, it's, it's like I've almost yeah. blocked it from my brain because of, you know, what we try to project into the world. And I've tried to kind of embrace and made sure that I'm surrounded myself with like people who kind of think the same way. But mm -hmm. then when I'm reminded of what was around back then, I mean, this it's definitely there's still some negative noise on social media, don't get me wrong. But yeah, in in the media back then, it was horrible. It was so horrible and I feel like there's so much that we've done to like overwrite mm. all of that and so many people still have this, they've still got this kind of belief system like ingrained in them that even they, they're like, oh, I'm loving my body more, I'm, I'm exposed to so many, so like a much better range of body types mm. and I'm seeing myself being represented, I still think don't eat tomorrow because I had a big dinner. Like it's like how are we rewriting that, how are we, you know, overcoming that. So I love what you guys are doing so much because it's very much around, I think, like the the mental side of things, um, which is what I fucking live for. So um, I've got a few questions that I want to ask you. And it's kind of around your friendship because I have so many listener questions that are based around how do you strengthen a friendship? How do you make friends as adults? How do you navigate adult friendships? Because there's also a lot of people that will start a friendship from high school and then they still have these really like hectic high school kind of vibes in their friendship group that's really immature, how they like out each other out and all of that. So healthy adult relationships is something that I think everyone can learn from. And I would like to know with you guys how and have you ever had a difficult conversation with each other and how did you navigate that given that you're best friends and you're in business together? Mm. Jeez, our, our relationship is definitely layered. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's, lo there's lots of elements to it. I think you're right, like in terms of we, we, we do work together. It's actually yeah. I, I was listening to it was a long time ago a bit of podcast that Hamish and Andy were doing. It was one of them talking and the host said to them, like, your friendship is commercialized. And I was like, shit, like, so, I mean, that when people mm. like look at your friendship as something that they like are inspired by, et cetera, it's like that there's like this other element to it, which feels like so bizarre to say, but because obviously kick is so much a part, like both of our souls, literally everything that's gone into that. It's so important for us to make sure, obviously mm. for, for our team, for the business, but then for us as well, what we always make sure we do is we always have time for us as friends mm -hmm. and we have, I think in terms of our friendship, we probably haven't had uh, difficult conversations around our friendship, but in terms of the business, like running a business with someone is, mm. it's, it's really hard. Running a business is hard generally. And mm. you do, we, we have had to have like mm. quite, con and it is really confronting, especially because I think 
for both of us, if work is quite a, a stressful environment, sometimes you want your time out of work to be this calming zone. So mm. it makes it, and because our time out of work is often spent together because we are best friends and it's important that we spend time just as friends mm. and not always working, Yeah, that you want that time to be calming. And so sometimes that's when it is, but it is, it's the times when we've avoided conversations that we've just needed to have Mm. That and the the thing is too, you're only avoiding them, and we've spoken about this mm. because you want to protect each other. Yeah, but in doing yeah. that, you're kind of not protecting anyone. But it is, it is, it's so navigating conversations as 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 adults, and as you said at the start, like it's not in like the kind of bitching behind people's backs, like the high school group thing. Yeah. It's just having uncomfortable conversations is a part of very healthy relationships. Yeah. Totally, and I find that the first conversation you have with a best friend, where you're like pulling them up on something, saying, hey, I didn't like this or, hey, I feel like this is is so daunting. I remember the first mm. time I did it with my best friend and I was like, oh, how do I fucking go? Like I was sweating thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then once that first one, once you knock the first one out of the way and you both respond like adults, then it's like, oh, my God, why was I avoiding that so much? If I just nipped it in the bud at the start, it wouldn't have gotten to this stage where I'm fearing this conversation. And it's crazy how now – my best friend Liv and I, we can just pull each other up on the smallest things. And we're like, yep, okay, noted. Thanks for telling me. Like, it's so different to like how it was years ago, you know? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And it's, as you said, it's for all relationships. I think um, regardless of whether you work with each other, it is super important that, you know, you can have those conversations. And as you said, as long as you kind of respond as as adults and, and move through it, it does get easier. But it doesn't mean that like, like when we've had some of those conversations, I haven't felt like afterwards super light, you know, sometimes it is heavy and you have to kind of go through your own process of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But you always, it's always better than the outcome that I think is like that I might bottle up in my head or the assumptions that I'm making of like what might be going on in like Laura's head Mm. is always worse than that feeling at least. Always, always. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like what you the fears that you have leading up to not even just conversations with anything in life where you're like, oh, I need to take take the plunge and do that thing. I need to yeah. take a leap of faith. I need to, you always think it's worse than when you're actually doing it. Even negative tasks like cleaning the house. I'm always like, oh, I don't want to clean. And when I'm cleaning it, I'm like, I'm having a great fucking time. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, one thing that you guys have kind of spoken about that I would love to touch on, because this is, I could ask this all the time, but it's about imposter syndrome and comparison and things like that and do you guys ever find yourself comparing yourself to each other and if so how like how do you deal with those thoughts oh I mean great question I think it's something that in terms of do we both deal with comparison and imposter syndrome outside of our friendship absolutely like especially comparison Mm. I think especially because we're just so exposed to like obviously just the shiny stuff of everyone's life Mm. all the time it's so hard not to compare your life but I think with both of us we've definitely been through a journey like at the start of our friendship I think uh, for me in particular like I did compare myself to Steph a lot and I think for me the way of dealing with that my coping mechanism was kind of just to feel like okay well I'm always going to come second so I just need to see myself as that number two. So then I will never be let down. Mm. Um, And I think that was, but that was very, very early in in our relationship. And I think now we're both very, very different people. And I think as well, we've both worked personally on like, obviously self-development. You speak 
all the time about it. Like it's, mm. it is, it's a journey, right? You've got to keep it's doing the work. And yeah. we've done a lot of work both personally and I think like for me now, I definitely don't because we're so different and we both are so clear on the value that we bring mm. to kick. Also like how we support each other in our friendship, et cetera. And we are really different people and that's okay. And mm. so I think because we are now so much more, or for me personally, I'm, I'm so much more confident in who I am. I, I don't feel like that kind of comparison anymore. Mm. It's like we need each other in this pod. Yeah. So it's like we, I, you're not number two if you're in a pod together and like you just form in That's this. Right. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to imagine this puzzle coming yeah. together with seven of my <laughs> friendships. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like it's really, when it comes to comparison, the more you try to, you know, whether it's compare yourself or even compete or even try and assimilate to be closer to someone, the less of an essence of yourself is there. And yeah. then you start feeling like, oh, fuck, I've got even less to offer now because I haven't been zoning in and focusing on what I actually bring to the table. And when I started out with the podcast, I would sometimes look at other really successful like science podcasts or this or that. And I'd doubt, I'd be like, do I need to be more clinical, more sciencey, more this, more that? And mm -hmm, that's when mm -hmm. my work would be average. And then when I'd be like, no, <laughs> you, you're bringing this kind of personality, you're bringing this energy, you're bringing... And when I'd hone in on that, everyone would respond so... Like, it was literally, like, black and white as far as how yeah. people would respond to the episodes versus what energy I was putting into it. Am I focusing on what I bring to the table or am I trying to be, like, another podcast? Yeah, um, 100%. Because yeah. it's more authentic and people can people can feel that. But I think also it's... I think what I've found, um, and maybe as of more recently, but, like the more you, the more accepting you are of yourself and the more you mm. get to know yourself when you get to that place. And yes, it, it continues to be as a journey, but like for me right now in my life, I'm so sure of who I am, what I want in life, like what I enjoy, what I don't enjoy, um, and who, just who I am in, as a person. I'm really proud that I'm at this point and I only know it's going to get better. I feel like the older mm. you get, the just it just gets better and better, right? But yeah. also with that, I think the more comfortable I've become with who I am, the less judgmental or like the comparison is happening less because I'm really accepting that everyone is so different mm. in in what makes them tick, in in what gives them energy and what they like and enjoy. And that's so fine. And I think until you get to a point where you're accepting of, of yourself, because I feel like when I wasn't and I wasn't sure of myself, I would continue to mm. almost like pick on people out of pure jealousy because I probably wanted what they had or they seemed yes. really confident in who they were. And so I was like, something must be off there because I can't even imagine that. And so yeah, I feel like until yeah. you work through your own shit and figure who you are and become proud of who you are mm. and realise your differences, you then start to really respect everyone else's differences as well rather than comparison yeah. in a negative way. That is so, like, so spot on what you were saying about when you, like, will cease a trait or a quality in someone mm. and then you'll put them even in your head, you'll be like, oh, no, that's like ridiculous because if this or that's fucking. And if you were to really break it down, you're like, I'm trying to make myself okay with the fact that I don't have that thing that I want. So I'm, yeah. I'm tearing it down. So that way, you know, it's kind of like internally what bullies do externally. It's yeah. like I'll attack you and bring you down first so that way you don't attack me or so that way I'm protected. So I'll yes. bring down, instead of just lifting myself up, I'll bring everything else down. And yeah, when it comes to comparison, I feel like that's what creates such a divide. And I always say to people, when you feel that you're comparing yourself to someone where you're jealous, the first step is like, try and like get to know that person or try and learn something about them. And then like that wall will instantly just like drop and you're like, oh, wow, I actually like this person or I actually like can relate to their story or something. And it goes from being like defensive 
I'm on the like attack to being like, I actually want to be your friend. A hundred percent. And I think too, it's about, and and I know Alexis, you speak about this all the time. It's about thinking about abundance and instead of, because mm. I think when you are in a, and it's so toxic to be in a relationship in your life where you are constantly comparing yourself mm. and you oh, think yeah. you're not oh. good enough. And, you know, you might see someone like, for example, if, if Steph were to get a job, I think that I wanted maybe like five years ago, I think I would, I would never, it's really interesting. I've never, ever, ever been it's the way that my mind's worked within our friendship. I've never been jealous of Steph. Like I truly have had so much. I'm, I, it was like this really jarring feeling for me because I was so happy for Steph. But at the same time, my reaction wasn't like, oh, um, I wish I got that instead of Steph. It was like, oh, you didn't get that because you're not good enough and mm. you'll never get it. Like that was where I went. But now yeah. it's like I've been able to rebuild that. But I think for a lot of people too, it's very common to be in that moment and be like, I, w- I wish I got that. Like they weren't deserving of that. You know, I should have yeah. got that job or whatever. Even but I with think people if, they love. It a hundred percent. Yeah. But if you can get to a point where, which I feel like we've, we're, and again, it's a set and it's a journey. Like it's never, it's never a hundred percent there, but it's like a point where you can, someone get something that maybe you wanted or that you would love to look at them and be inspired, but then also be like, okay, they've got that now, but it doesn't mean I can't get that. Like they're, if we think in abundance instead mm. of this kind of, oh no, there's not enough, like that not yeah. enough mentality is that I feel like is such a big feeder of jealousy. Mm. Totally. And people think if you got it, it means that now I can't. Instead of thinking, now I look at when when my friends succeed, I now look at it as there's yet another example that success is all around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you kind of look at it, it's like, yep, again, examples, examples, examples. And I think the more exposed you are to the things that you would want for yourself, the more it's like, this is exactly, you know, like you look at environments and a lot of people won't exceed the environment that they're in. Mm-hmm. So if they're raised in a household where they think, where everyone's like, having money is bad, having money is bad, like rich people are fucked or selfish or whatever, you're going to have this mentality. You're going to live in that environment and you're not going to get out of that. Whether you want to or not, irrelevant, you're just going to kind of stay in that bubble. Mm. Um, And the same goes for a lot of people who say, oh, well, I can't do that. No one in my family did this, so I can't. Mm. You know, it's just that. So if you change your environment and you think if I'm around people, instead of thinking I'm competing with them, I'm going to surround myself with the people that are doing really well. I'm cheering them on. I'm really excited. Now Mm. my environment's completely different. You know, now I'm living in in not lack but in abundance, possibility you know? and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I can say that even if even if I don't want that exact same thing, it's shown me that you've succeeded in something that's mattered to you, and that's just yet another reason why it's going to work for me in my own way. You know, such a nice way to frame it. It's so important. Mm. It is it is mm. hard. It's hard to get there, but it's just it is possible. Hundred mm. percent. I want you to answer before the card game. With kinds of friendships and styles of friendships, what kind of friend do you think you are to each other? Like a sister. Yeah. Because you can be uh, just unapologetically yourself. There's no Mm. performance. And I think you can just, you can, and that means that if you're having a shit day, you can can be a bit shitty. If you're having a great day, you want to boost the other person's mood. And we're so in tune that, it's like if one of us is a little off, you just like instantly feel like you want to, I don't know, that you're also yeah. more energised. Even if you're just as exhausted or tired, it's like you understand that you've got to kind of bring the other person up yeah, and yep, yep. somehow level it out. It's really hard to explain, but I feel like we're just, we're as connected as, I mean, you actually have sisters, so you could probably argue that it's a very <laughs> different connection, but I don't have, a, I don't have like a blood sister. So I feel like it's, for me, it feels like a sisterhood. Well, it's, yeah. And it's similar too in that, that with my sisters, like, 
you could, I don't know why, I cut my arm. So I feel like the thing I just went to in my head, you could chop my arm off. I'm thinking about slicing body parts. <laughs> That's a bit aggressive. But you could chop my arm. Like there's not a lot of people in my life that could chop my arm off. I feel like, like we could get through anything. And yeah, yeah that's right. That you like that you, you, and I think too, it's like creating that. That's why we can have hard conversations yeah. because it's like, mm. I know that I can go to Steph and speak about something that's on my mind and I'm not at risk of losing the friendship by, mm, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Because I know that yeah. I, like I have friends in my life that I know if I scared. had to have the conversations yeah. that we've had to have, yeah. it might be like, a, oh, well, we don't really add that much value to each other's life anyway. So, so like I don't apart. actually want to navigate this and see yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. With the sister thing, that's so true about, I was actually listening to something that Brene Brown said, and she says, relationships aren't 50-50. It's someone sometimes is giving 10, the other person's giving 90, yes. then it got, and that's what a good relationship is, Just understanding. Yeah. And like being able to read each other, like knowing what you have to give that day and then I'll come and try and meet you in the middle. And if I can't, then we can both just have a meltdown together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of those. Yeah. Um, Steph, what's your favourite quality about Laura? Oh God, there's too many. <laughs> You know what? It's one of my favorites. However, I think sometimes it's to her detriment, but she's the most selfless person ever. <laughs> um, you know, she she honestly lives her life for everybody else. Mm. And so it's something obviously to be admired, but I think sometimes it's to her detriment as well, because I think she needs to be a little bit more selfish. Totally. totally. <laughs> so I love and admire just not a, but I'm she's also not, like, be like, your own cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> And Laura, what's your fa- what's your favorite memory of Steph? Oh, memory! <laughs> My favorite memory of Steph was on her twenty first birthday party, where she no. um, had a little bit of a vomit, <laughs> but then recovered. But in between, I've never been someone that can have a vomit and then. Uh, no. You know, people call it like a cheeky vom. I'm like, I don't have a it cheeky vom. It wasn't a vom. It was a not tactical. tactical. It was. When you say, I had done when you way say, too many sorry, shots. When you say tactical vomit when you're drinking, it's like you're feeling really drunk and you want to get the alcohol yeah, you, you out you, of you. My friends might have done it like when we were like getting yeah. doing pre-drinks yeah. to go out and then they would do a tactical vom so that they would last the night. I couldn't think of anything worse. I hate. It I was not one of those. Think of anything worse. No. And, no. But I'm one of those. It's game over for me. If I'm yeah, like so vomiting, I'm game dead. over. Yeah, dead, yeah. Game over for a few days. So anyway, Steph had done her vomit and then she's in that bed. That was like 11.30. It was too early. It was too early. Yeah. So she was in bed recovering no. and she had, I can't remember, it was the pink barbecue or the other color yeah, of shapes. Yeah, barbecue shapes. Barbecue shapes. shapes. Yeah. And she sat in her bed and she looked at the shapes like mom she and dad's just bed. birthed. Oh, her mum and dad's bed. <laughs> like she just birthed them. Yeah, I did. And she's like, how Good a barbecue shapes. Yeah. Oh, they're just amazing. And I'm sitting there like, you're fucked. Like, you're, like, you're fucked. This is your 21st birthday. Like, uh, like in this romantic relationship oh with these God. boxes shapes, as if she'd never eaten them before. I'm like, mate, you grew up they're making me feel in so Baldwin. Good. Yeah. Like after school, you had shapes are a part of a our, our like, like childhood. Daily part of your yeah. diet. It was like she'd yeah, never yeah. had. It was so funny. And I'll never. And then yeah. she went out and you danced the night away. And That's I was so went impressed out after with that. that. Well, that because impressive. what happened that my 21st was at my family's country property where everyone had driven like three hours to come and camp the mm. night. So all these people got That's really awesome. dressed up and were camping there. And I remember lying in the bed eating those shapes and hearing <laughs> all of my favorite tunes that I told the DJ to play mm. near midnight because it was the best dancing hour. And I'm there lying in bed and I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Been so enjoying like, this can't be, this can't be. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is great. Oh, I've, I've, yeah, I've got a few of those when I was around 21. I actually had like a Bollywood themed party for my 20th. And the only reason people were able to find me is because my 
my um outfit had this long train and it was like sticking out of the toilet door like the oh my bathroom God. door and they're like they, they like tracked me down because of the train they're like where's Alexis and I was there for like hours probably I don't know <laughs> in the toilet vomiting is that vomiting, is that vomiting. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like probably resting my face on the toilet on seat. the Ooh. toilet yeah. seat yeah, yeah. <laughs> all been there all been there okay let's uh play this card game so the way it's going to work is you have to answer this question so for example we'll start with Steph I'll mm-hmm. read out the question and you basically answer this as if you're talking to Laura. So the first question is, how I describe you to others when you are not there? So this is this is how Laura describes me to others. No, this is how you would describe Laura. Oh, to others. okay. <laughs> I'm glad I clarified. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm telling Laura how I describe Laura. Exactly. Yeah, yes. okay. When I'm not there. Yeah, yeah, when she's not, not when there. Not when I'm here in a podcast. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, genuinely, genuinely, I say... She is one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet. A lot of my friends, when they first met her, thought it was like fake because they just mm. never met anyone so so nice. Um, but she's genuine in that, and she cares so much about others. And she's clumsy, clumsy and goofy, and actually quite funny. Ah, oh, yeah. So for so long, I've been trying to get Steph to say that I'm funny because I'm very funny, and she never says. And now I, like, yeah. I got you. I, I got so you. Happy. Yeah. And we've yeah. got Thank this you. on That's film very now. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You can hold on to this for life. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Okay. Now, Laura, you have to say the worst decision we ever made together was. Oh, well, oh, God, definitely, which one? definitely contracts we've entered. The worst decision <laughs> we've ever made together is. Maybe what we wore to Fashion Week a couple of years ago. Oh. Do you remember that? That, flo- that throwback what? of like eight years ago, what we wore. Anyway, that was not well, just I bad. Now I need to know. It's just the, too frilly. Just, just not and us. Just not us. Trying I don't know to what be I was wearing. I looked like people. I was wearing shoes done by a cobbler in like the 60s. Oh my God. Remember yeah, were you trying to be flats? Or. Anyway. You're trying to be so chic and you look back <laughs> and you're like, to be oh. chic. Yeah. The worst yeah. decision is trying to, in any any time that we've been like, oh, we don't really need a lawyer. We'll just trust the other person's lawyer yeah. that we are entering yeah. into a contract with. Yeah, definitely up there. Instead, <sighs> that is the worst decision by far. We've, we've done it multiple times. Yeah. Have yeah. given me PTSD. Yeah. yeah. I feel your pain. I've entered yeah. in like the most detrimental contracts <laughs> yeah. in my life. And in hindsight, I'm like, how was I? How? How? Hindsight was a wonderful so thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. makes me sick. But yes. Okay. Steph, to Laura. You were there for me when? Oh, when weren't you there for me? Um, that's really hard to answer because I genuinely mm. think through everything that I've gone through in all of my tough times, Laura was there. Mm. I think... A very special one is when when we both bonded through our relationship with food and exercise, we both really needed each other through that time because even when we were starting to, you know, want to cultivate this community and talk to them and be that encouragement for them, we still needed to be that for each other, um, mm. you know, because it's a journey. Um, and so I think having her through that time um, I don't know the, the journey I might've still got here as in like where I am with my body and everything, but it probably would have taken a hell of a lot longer. It was really nice to have someone to relate to and to be so open with and to be just nothing but supportive through that time. Yeah. And someone who actually gets you, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard because you'll have people that, you know, can be there for you, but haven't like 
been with you through? Because like you guys met in your modeling days and for mm, both mm. of you, that's pretty unique. I feel like for both of you to go through that and have that level of understanding, it's pretty special. So, okay. Here's an interesting one. You might not be able to answer this, Laura, but question okay. for Steph. Thank you for forgiving me when you're just such a perfect person. Maybe you've done no. nothing wrong. <laughs> When? I can't remember when you... Can you remember? Are you thinking about You've never forgiven day? me. <laughs> Probably when I joke too much because, you know, that's what happens when you are so funny. You sometimes make <laughs> jokes. <laughs> no. You just can't handle I, the laughter. Yeah. Forgiving me when... Well, the one most recently is when you almost weed your pants on the side yes. of the road in the UK. And oh my God, tell I was me the story. very mean to Seth. I was, so yeah. Seth, Seth all of a sudden really has to go. And the, the reason that this is so mean is because I have the worst bladder so small. Seth is the most <laughs> compassionate friend for me. Like we'll be in a meeting, like mm. no matter who. I'll people, see her shaking. She'll see me shaking under the table and stop the meeting and say, Laura needs to go to the toilet. She feels too bad for interrupting, but she <laughs> oh needs to go because it's distracting. Oh my God, because I know is she that, that is, I love that you guys Steph know is that a compassionate her. queen about that. So then <laughs> about I, your bladder. Yeah, but then when, so Steph always has a good bladder. So she was, you know, about to wear her pants. She's walking up the hill and I didn't realise how serious it was. Like it was, she genuinely was no, about was to wear her pants. And then I was laughing saying, you're walking so funny. Like you have a pole up your butt, Steph. So she's walking up the road and then she turns around. No, and, hang on, hang on. You didn't just say that. You ran oh, in front of me to try and... Show I me did. how I was walking <laughs> while you were pissing yourself laughing. I did. And then Steph told me to shut my mouth. I did. And I, I said, was shut scared. your mouth. <laughs> Got quite aggressive, but I was in so flight then, or flight mode. So then we forgave so, each other. Yes. For, yes, it was a bit yeah. of a forgiving each other moment. <laughs> how did this resolve? Did you find a bathroom or did you have to go? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, we were actually with two team members and one of them sprinted <laughs> ahead to unlock the Airbnb door and I just made it. And I felt oh like I was God. weeing for two minutes. Like it was a very yeah. full stomach. Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, love, I just love that you know when Laura needs to pee in a oh, meeting. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> that's the best. Okay, Steph to Laura, the best thing you have taught me is? I think compassion for others. I think it's something that I've always, I think it's really funny. I have similar, uh, what I love and respect in Laura, I love and respect in my mum too. They're like two of my mm. favourite people in the world and they share a lot of similar traits. So I definitely, like my mum definitely grew me up, uh, sorry, brought me up to be compassionate. There's no doubt about it. But I think when you're surrounded by someone every day who is, that's like the forefront of their mind. That's mm. almost like their existence. Um it's, it's really nice to have that almost like nudge and reminder um, and it just makes you embody that as well all the time. So 100%. I think that's yeah, that's, yeah. I know. I feel like you, you pick up on traits like that because you start, I don't know, like even with my partner, like he's so forgiving all the time, even with me all the time. And I'm just yeah. like, God, I've learned so much from you being with you. Like I'm so much just nicer when I'm, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Yeah, because you, you feel it and then you're like, this feels really, really good. Yeah. I want to make sure every, everyone else feels this. Yeah. yeah. I get it. That's, yeah, 100%. Um, okay, Laura to Steph. I hope you never stop dot, dot, dot. Believing in yourself. Your <laughs> self-belief. I have learned so, I think the thing that I've learned the most from with Steph is believing in who you are and not trying to be anyone else, which I think in our world is very rare. And yeah. so I think for you to hold on to that forever would is just the most important thing because it's such a, important, not important part of who you are, but it's just, it's, it, you're just this rock and it's just amazing. And yeah, I never want you to lose that. Thanks. 
love this. This is cute. I'm loving this. <laughs> Steph, I'm grateful that you never make me feel. Oh. What? I mean, I'm trying to think because I can only think of things that you make me feel positively. Um, That's nice. I'm grateful that you never make me feel. Well, I do feel like I feel like you're like my biggest cheerleader. So I feel like. You never make me feel like I'm not enough. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I'm grateful you don't, <laughs> don't make me feel like Thanks. I'm not enough. Thanks for never making me feel sh- like a piece of shit. <laughs> um, okay, Laura to Steph. I realised I needed you in my life when? Oh. I think the whole 10 years, to be honest, because I Daily. think when I met Steph, Again, it comes back to that confidence thing. I had such, so I did have, I probably have got obviously a confidence journey, but I think Steph has helped me to believe in myself and value myself so much mm. more that I think is a huge part of how we've been able, like how I've personally been able to grow, but then how we've been able to grow with Kiki and grow together. Mm. And so I think it's, that's very special. So it's literally been for 10 years. Yeah, do you think, because you guys met while you were both modelling and then Mm -hmm. you went through this journey together, do you think your friendship dynamic has always been the same or it's changed through the seasons that you've, like, do you think how you were as friends in the initial stages is the same now or different? I think we've both grown up, so there's no doubt that there's there's things that we've, that that would have changed in our Mm. relationship and in our friendship only because we as ourselves have also kind of like matured into who we are. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that, yeah, I'm trying to reflect on the early days. Do you know what I think we've changed a little bit? I think we've changed our language a bit with it. I think we've not merged, changed who we are, but I think the one thing is that you're very – um, you say what you're thinking. Yes, And I I don't – we did this this, – what's it called – uh, it's like a, a work thing. You, you need the co- like dominant. Yes, I know where you're going with this. Uh, I agree. Like yep. a yes. quadrant thing. Anyway, yep. basically it says how you, so if, if I have a problem, how I would navigate it compared to how Steph would navigate it is really different. Yeah. Um, and how I, Steph would, for me, I might be like explaining something for half an hour and Steph's sitting there like, get it out. Can you just say it? It's okay if you say it. Yeah. Mm. But then for me, if Steph's really blunt, I'm like, oh, that, do it's you hate me? like jarring. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Attacked. So I think yeah. we've both we've come in the middle. really come in the middle yeah, with how we, and I think that's out of like just love and respect for each other yeah. and how we both want to be communicated to and how we communicate. Yeah. So I and think that's something that's probably changed. Yeah, today. I agree. And like emotional maturity, like as you. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like without understanding where someone's coming from, it's so easy to feel attacked. And they're like, no, totally. it's just telling you how I felt. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay, Steph, when I'm sad, I can go to you because. Um, you're just like, I don't know. You just make me, you, you always know what to say. And it's not, it's also, it's not like this toxic pot. Oh, my God. Not toxic positivity. (laughs) Like, it's not in that way that you're just, like, always positive and I'll just feel good. Like, sometimes you really level with how I'm feeling, but you validate how I'm feeling, and that's, like, the most important thing. Um, So I feel, like, seen and heard, but then you always know what to say to kind of make me feel better. I love that. Okay. For Laura, what is your greatest insecurity about us as a friendship? Oh, oh, my goodness. That's a really hard question. I wonder if this is an insecurity, maybe it's not an insecurity per se, but I think maybe not. Maybe at the start it was, I think I, people, I worried that people thought we weren't really friends Mm. because we have a business together, like because our friendship is a part of our 
work and our life so much. It was like, yeah. I know people, and that's honestly what people will start working at Kick and they'll say to us, oh, all my friends, the first question they ask me is like, are Steph and Laura really friends? Are you insecure about that? No, 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 oh, no. God. But at the start, <laughs> yeah, I think at the start, at the start, I was, yeah. because I know at the start too, like I was very conscious of this with Steph because Steph had a very, very big following. And so I didn't want anyone to think like, oh, I'm, because the people that came mm. into Steph's life oh, yeah, God, to try and get some followers off of Steph, it was like, it was, what? she Laura helped me see a lot of those people. What do but you mean? I, oh, just, just like, like <laughs> tag on to you <laughs> and try and. It was like, <laughs> let's go get a coffee and then. Like the whole, there wasn't really much to talk about when getting a coffee Fuck except off. asking me a lot of questions and then we'd get a photo together and then it would be like, can you post? Can you tag me? <laughs> and when that happened time after time, I was like, mm, maybe maybe there's a <laughs> underlining reason we're catching up. Laura that helped me see a lot of that though. I see wild. the best of people too much probably. <laughs> so obviously because of that, you're thinking, are people thinking that about us? Yes, but only now, no. Now I don't, like, I think it's funny yeah, when people yeah, think that. And yeah. I'm like, is that actually what you're thinking yeah. about? Like, in your time? It's a long like, time talking, to put that on. You're talking to people about, yeah. We have been together for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, all just, it's all a facade. God, that would be exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, okay, two questions left for Steph. Thank you for being patient with me when? Mm, I think when I was navigating like being a mum for the first time. I think for both of us, I was a bit of a guinea pig in that situation. Um, not like we planned it to be a science project, but <laughs> just neither of us had done it before. Um, and it was tricky to navigate. And it's really tricky to navigate when you're suddenly sharing two passions, being, you know, motherhood and then mm. your first baby being a business that you share with your best friend. So um, Laura was always really, really patient with my my needs and she tried her best to understand, you know, where I was coming from at all times. So that was probably, I think that comes to my mind first, absolutely. And I feel like that would be such a learning curve for both mm. of you for different reasons. Mm. Like massively, it's like the biggest change you're ever going to go through, I would imagine. Don't have kids, yes. but I would no, imagine. I can say, I can validate that, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's cool. Okay, last question. Laura, in five years I see us where? Oh. I don't know. I, do, I, I see us still doing what we're doing, but in maybe being less stressed. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. What would you How say about, about you? I was going to say, like, I mean, we have this, like, dream to have this little, because our, our partners get along really well as well, I which is really that. sweet. And That's I think so we have good. this dream to, like, share this little get getaway place mm. where we can both, you know, do our own family things, but then also spend a little time together. Yeah. I don't know. We have this dream. We call it the Millshaw. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that is, that's just, so that's just being funny and silly. But yeah, I, I do agree. I think it's well, why not? A, a time when we like a content. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess that does equal less stressed as well. Yeah. You always try to like aim for that. You know. Okay, a question around partners and like romantic relationships. Have either of you either had a partner that didn't like mm. the other or where you didn't like each other's partner? Has that ever happened? Well, I mean, so whilst we've been together for 10 years, we've also both been in long-term relationships mm. in that mm. time. You've been with Josh the whole time? I've been with Josh the entire the time. The whole time? Yeah, 11 amazing. years. Oh, actually, I think what? it's even longer now. I don't know. I've lost count. That's um, amazing. And Laura, I think you're like seven or eight years, aren't you? Yeah. 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 So super, super long time. I do remember though when you and Dalton first started 
dating, I was almost like a protective mother. Like I, yeah. I went like real protective, making sure he had the right intentions. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure at the start, so but good. eventually after getting to know him, he won me over. Well, he obviously won her over too, but more importantly, he won my... <laughs> more importantly, he had to work harder. <laughs> Do you reckon that he was like nervous to... Like, was he nervous to meet Steph or was there any, did he feel that? He already knew we, Steph. We he already knew night, Steph before. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, we knew, we were friends before. So yeah. he'd already met Steph before. Okay, yeah, well, we kind good. of all that's, met the same time. Yeah. That softens but then the it was different, obviously, once we were dating. Yeah. Once there was a bit of interest there, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh my God, I love that. Okay, so what's next for you guys business-wise? I want you guys to just talk about exactly like the app, what you do, your podcast. I want my listeners to be able to access everything that you guys do, what you talk about, everything. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. So w- w- what's next for us is we are expanding with Kick. So we currently, um, most of our audience is, is within Australia. We have um, people on the app in 121 countries though. So oh my God, we are, yeah, which it's, it's so special. So we're next year, we're going to be spending a little bit of time abroad visiting um, all of our incredible community members that are outside of Australia. So oh, that's, wow. that's really exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. And and if anyone does want to try Kick, we have a one month free or Kick when I Kick the Kick app. Yeah. If you you can listen to the podcast for free separately, but the Kick app if you do if you want to try the Kick app, we have got a one month free code for everyone, and it is DYFM, and we'll put all the details in how to use that code in the show notes. But yeah, if you want to try Kick out, we've got over a thousand workouts, recipes, and, and meditations on there. So, yeah. You guys are killing it with everything, with the podcast, with the app. You're going fucking global. I oh. love this. <laughs> That's Thank so you. exciting for you guys. I'm really pumped. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time, for your open conversation. I think the listeners will absolutely love that. My beans will love it. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. And we can't wait to have you on the kick pod. Yeah. I can't That'll wait to be either. soon. Yeah. <laughs> <It's so good. laughs> 